0: here we are back again with what's left to do and i'm your host janelle picking back up with marco's part two where he reaches a low point in a moment of personal and professional identity crisis which getting recruited onto the Sanders campaign helped with.
1: 2019 about mid 19 some of these friends from the bakersfield campaign Mm -hmm. said hey you better answer my calls i'm trying to get you on board a good project i was like wow i wonder what this could be Mm -hmm. my uh Someone who I taught the ropes had worked their way up through the ranks in Sacramento and done a lot of campaigns. My friend Mm Shelly, who, you know, I taught a lot of things about politics and whatnot, was now saying, hey, I'm in this position where I want to offer you a job with the Bernie campaign. Mm -hmm. We need somebody in San Diego who Mm -hmm. knows the landscape, Ah. who knows labor, Mm -hmm. who knows communities of color, Mm -hmm. who is a person of color. Mm -hmm. And Did Shelly
0: catch you right at the right moment? At the exact moment where uh, I needed uh,
1: to be. Uh, I was coming off of just a devastating relationship that was just like, Ooh. again, it was like my weakest point. Mm. And I felt really just like I didn't have a place. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Unmoored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just in this real just kind of adrift mm-hmm. kind of place. Mm-hmm. And Shelly and them said, we need you. Mm-hmm. People are counting on you. Mm-hmm. Show up and let's do this. Yeah. Get your shit uh, together. Come on. Yeah. No, like, hey, mm-hmm. you need it, man. Like what you do matters right mm-hmm. now in this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And Bernie had always been, I voted for Bernie in 2016 proudly. I worked for politicians. So it was a little like I wasn't so vocal, but like I knew that what he was saying resonated with me. And I knew that I trusted what the hell he said. Mm -hmm. And he was consistent for years. Uh And so I was a Bernie fan long, long, long before I had the chance to work there. But I was never so vocal because I was part of what would be considered the establishment. I worked for politicians. Uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. So I worked for politicians and that was another thing. I'm never going to be, you know, progressive enough. Mm -hmm. for for certain people because i elected certain people that they don't think are progressive enough and that was kind of a challenge and a thing that made me think twice about taking the job like am i ready for this scrutiny Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i knew who i was Hmm. and i knew what i wanted to represent yeah and i knew that me and bernie agreed on a lot of shit and i'm like that matters to me And Mm -hmm. when i got called they said we're really trying to double down on this latino vote because we need to speak to those people and let them know what bernie's about Ah. because what what he's about is what they're about that's right The not me us. The reason why I never felt homeless in that moment was Mm -hmm. because I knew I got family. I knew I got people. Yeah. And the Bernie campaign was always a symbol of that for Mm -hmm. me. And so we started this campaign where it was like, Marco, you're going to be the guy in San Diego. Go Mm -hmm. find us an office. Mm -hmm. So for a couple of weeks, I was just fucking driving around town trying to find a place that felt like home. Uh -uh. And I found this really cool little complex on a corner. And I can say this now because it's all said and done. I think the the owners, obviously, being landowners, were pretty conservative. They made it feel like, well, I don't know that I agree with Mr. Bernie Sanders, but, you know, if it'll bring us exposure to our place and we want to lease it later, uh, we're fine with it. Mm -hmm. End of the campaign, these guys were just like, we really appreciate what you did. This was a really cool thing. And like. I voted for him. One of the sons said they're all conservative shit. Sure. Of course. Um, But you know, they were just like, yeah, like we really like what you did here. Huh? Uh, I don't remember actually one voter. I might be fantasizing that in my head and be like, (laughs) that was the ultimate conclusion, but they did show respect and they were just like, Hey, you guys were here every fucking day. They didn't,
0: they didn't, they didn't like give you guys any grief. No, you know,
1: and, and, And we found this place in Barrio Logan, which is a community that my mom lives in two minutes from where the office was and my aunt's where I would go in the summer. The family house is Mm -hmm. two minutes from there. Mm -hmm. Chicano park is a 30 second or, you know, three minute walk from our office Uh there where there's so many historic battles fought in San Diego from the Latino community, the Chicano community Mm -hmm. to defend what was ours, which Uh at that point was like, they were trying to just make our part of town a Passover to the, you know, the maritime Mm -hmm. industry and all this stuff. And they said, no, Mm -hmm. this is where we live. That's right. And that's what that park still symbolizes to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, the Bernie campaign being in Barry Logan was a big source of pride for me because this is one of the hoods I grew up in. And these are the people on this part of town that need to be represented. Mm -hmm. We don't want to put our office in some, like, industrial park in Mission Valley where nobody's going to see us, but it's got a hell of space. Yeah. It mattered to us to be where people were. Uh, so that's why you saw a concerted effort across the state in the Bay where they were like mm, in communities of color. In the mission. In the mission. Yeah, that wasn't right. by like fluke and we want to look like we're part of it. There was right. people from the mission that were showing up to volunteer that's at right. that office. That's right. There was people from Barrio Logan coming every day walking there that's and right. saying, what can I do today? That's right. And it was just this fucking reinvigorating just endeavor that was just this labor of love where I was waking up every day and didn't hate it anymore. Huh. Like, you know, I'd reached this, this like I said, it was just a crisis where I didn't know where I belonged. Mm-hmm. And again, something like when I stepped into organized labor was this collective of people that said... This is us. Uh This is the people you were looking for. It's us. Mm -hmm. So there was a point when, in December of nineteen, we brought Bernie to San Ysidro, Mm -hmm. which is again that very homogenous kind of like neighborhood where you're cross culture, cross border kids, Mm -hmm. where you're used to living in Tijuana, and also coming to the states. And I had friends that would cross every morning at five a.m.
0: Hey, to go to to go to school. To get their education
1: here. They were born here, but Uh their families could afford to live there. Uh And, you know, they would cross every single day. Wow. So when we actually put out a press release that said Bernie Sanders coming to San Ysidro, I literally started crying because I'm like, yo, these are the kids that were were being seen Ah. for the first time. Mm -hmm. And And addressed. And not villainized. He came and he said, I'm going to go to the border and I want to talk about immigration. Ah. He didn't say, I'm going to go to the border and talk about Latinos voting for me. Uh Uh-huh. He showed up and like, I mean, just going back to like a pivotal, just kind of like symbolic, like just a symbol of how that campaign unfolded. There was the rally that we did in San Isidro again. It it made me super proud to think like, holy shit, he's coming. Mm -hmm. It made me even more proud to be the guy that's greeting him at the door when he Ah. got here and be like, hey, I'm the ambassador for us. I'm your guy down Mm -hmm. here. And this is the hood I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And to just see him actually like listen to me, take in that. And ask me and say, "Hey, I'd like to have a further conversation about this neighborhood. It sounds like it's a really, huh. a really good place." And huh. I was just like, "I'd love that." Mm. We have this rally. My whole family's there. I got to speak in front of people. At this point, were like,
0: you? Did you bring your family along onto the burning thing, or were they kind of already there? Or? My
1: family wasn't there. Like, they <laughs> again, they rely on our uh, on those of us that are in it to like be like, "Is mm. that who we want?" And uh. I would come and I would be like, "Well." sit down mother let's <laughs> talk let me tell you about this brother Bernie Sanders yeah let me tell you about Bernard and mm-hmm. it resonated they're like yeah that makes sense to us uh-huh. we should take care of people we just, should look like out for each other plain. and that's what I mean uh, is about the Latino messages those were the values that we grew up with taking mm-hmm. care of one another standing up for one another uh-huh. fighting collectively for what's right yep that was those are latino values that mm. is what we do that mm. is who we are we're not perfect god so knows it, that there's embedded racism in our communities that there's all these different things that got our, against our own just, you know yeah. I, I might be part black so i might be sure according to you again, your words on mine yeah but you know it's just it's He's really black a little
0: bit at least go ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: yes as we were uh, but uh yeah it was one of those things that really kind of made me feel proud to be from san Isidro that he came to the border and mm. he he said a speech where I didn't even get a chance to hear in the moment because I was so fucking in this, like, gl- like just... Did you guys You're, have a
0: big crowd? Because, like, you know,
1: for San Diego, we got 1,500 people in a high school, which, like, that filled the whole thing up. Uh. And, and and the principal at that high school was my former AP. Oh, like, wow. San Diego doesn't move large numbers like that. So, uh, for uh, us uh, to uh. get, like, almost 2,000 people a big w- deal. was nice. It, yeah. it was good. It mm-hmm. was par for what we were doing at that point. He was yep. pulling 14. The next day, he literally pulled the 14,000 because we had AOC, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, which I would have loved AOC down here. And mm-hmm. I hope she still comes down to San Diego because her values resonate here, sure, too. Sure, sure, sure. Um so it was yeah it was a really big thing for us to actually have a candidate and it was just this coming together of all these people from labor uh, it felt like my fucking funeral <laughs> in the sense of like uh, you know like people were coming and like hey sure. man we're really glad that you guys did this and mm. it wasn't about me it was like we're glad bernie's here mm. and it was just like yeah me too yeah, yeah, yeah and at the end of this whole thing there was like this as we put him in the asb with uh with dr sanders's wife uh, and they were just Kind of chilling in the ASB And they were, before that what we toured The Associated Student Body Room Where they sell uh, chips Out the front mm-hmm. You know uh, tapatio a T out the back Because mm-hmm. that's how it rolls mm-hmm. You know you can't get both mm-hmm. You gotta be on the low <laughs> uh, Buy your bag of chips Whatever you know And it's just It showed It was student government It mm-hmm. was their their offices And so by virtue of that There was all these lockers And these kids Had just gone on break That day mm-hmm. uh, So there was all these Lockers decorated One had a Trump kid And everything There was multiple Bernie lockers One of them had the Bernie with the cowboy hat emoji oh. like and then there was another one that just had Bernie 2020 stick on it and these were kids that took the time cut this shit out printed it out and put it on their desk because Mm. on their locker is that was you know what they uh what they what they were rooting for Mm. so we leave bernie in there the whole night my brother's in from la he comes down for this rally because he's a bernie fan Mm. we get him on stage and i'm like super proud to see my little brother behind me when i go up and speak to you know my community Mm -hmm. and bernie goes up there and gives a really fucking great speech that i didn't even hear because again i was so caught up in just Mm -hmm. executing and just you know we were all just running a million miles per minute Mm -hmm. uh and at the end of the night, I'm going through. I literally took my shoes off because I wore the wrong ones for that day and my oh, shits were barking. Yikes. And we're walking to the ASB where I left my stuff. And I go to pick it, and my brother's just kind of trolling around and he's like, Do you see this? And I said, What? I go up to the lockers where he and Dr. Sanders were, and uh, Dr. Jane were they he had just autographed all the bernie lockers oh my god he just wrote a thank you he didn't say anything crazy he didn't yeah. ask him for a vote he just told these kids thank you yeah. bernie sanders right these on. kids are gonna get back two weeks later from Christ- christmas break who wrote on my shit yeah uh bernie sanders, wrote, sanders wrote on your shit actually uh so you might want to just save that yeah <laughs> that's right. I, ooh, the the ooh, the urge i had to fight to take one of those <laughs> Uh, but no it was beautiful to me it was beautiful because at the end of my you know my former principal he mm. was uh he said the kids really like this man like oh, nice. all my students that were here nice. are over the fucking moon uh, and nice. so that was like one of the pinnacles and at the end of that rally i got chewed out uh because we were supposed to keep a moving asap you know time is mm. time time was precious then but i had this big ass smile on my face as i was getting yelled at cuz i was like we just did a sick ass rally yeah, so that's you right. know it's and at the nice. end of it I, I had to escort the senator out and i said senator sanders like it was a pleasure having you down in town and mm-hmm. he looked at me and he said how do you like the work
0: hmm.
1: after the career fucking crisis that i had ah. for bernie sanders hmm. to tell me how you feeling about what you're doing ah, ah. i literally got a little choked up and i just said you know what's are you You saved my life. You brought me back to passion for what I do. Mm. And, like, I have, I genuinely have you to thank for that. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, Well, we're going to do this for San Isidro and for you. And I was just like, yeah all right yeah that's cool good to see you too bernie uh bye and Thanks, it, that bro. was the truest moment for me like yeah. that was i didn't get a picture with bernie but mm. like in my heart i have that moment where he just genuinely gave a shit yeah about right. the hood that i'm from and yeah. about you know what i cared about and he was there mm. and you know he was practicing san Isidro before he gave his speech said ysidro ysidro and jane was just like Esidro, bernie like it's double e and i'm like that's right sir Isidro gets on stage and fucking butchers it and I'm like woo love it anyway I don't give a fuck oh um, god but that was that was that campaign it was just sure. labor of love and it was like all the people that I cared about in that neighborhood South Carolina and
0: then there was a weekend and then there was Super Tuesday what did you think was going to happen going into Tuesday? Super Tuesday honestly looking back
1: I think part of that like whole remember what I was telling you when my mom was so just stoic when this racist dude was yelling in her face mm-hmm. that I think a lot of Latinos were afraid to shake the boat and take a chance. They just ha, really, ha, ha, really, ha. really wanted Trump gone. Uh, and they were like, we got eight years of Biden. Uh-huh. I know what that is. Uh,
0: I'll go back to that. I see what they you're saying. They weren't ready
1: for that extra leap. And, and I found that with a lot of the older people, hmm. well, I like Biden. And I'm just like, all right, but you know, we can do better. We That's can do da-da-da-da. Right. And you know, well, for like our community, yeah, rather. Yeah, like yeah. we have somebody that, you know, is is gonna represent these values. Uh-huh. And you know it was it was it was a war attrition with the older folks because yeah. they were just so like, I just come home every day and watch Donald Trump talk shit all day. Yeah. Let me just TV. go back to what I know. Yeah. That's like right. Joe Biden why, was. Fine. Why
0: could we not even though even why did the the support of youth for Bernie why did that not materialize in the way that it needed to?
1: In California, it did because again we emphasized it, and but there was that divide with the older but Latinos. We only
0: won like thirty five percent. I mean, we won the state yes with thirty five percent of the vote, but that's not. That, but but that wasn't that wasn't like the youth didn't get us to 30 yeah no no i
1: mean there was certainly and there was articles written about it by sure. a lot of people smarter than, the, than me for sure that like you know explain why that gap in enthusiasm was but again i think is it, this, was, is
0: it all structural like young people right it's now it's a lack of like, structure
1: where where young people have been so used to not having power that even saying come and volunteer yeah. in the campaign to them was like no nah, fuck that that's a system I i'm see. playing part of the game i, and I don't see. fucking like that game I see i see and it was really hard to tell people like that's why I'm here. Yeah. Like you don't understand. I'm going through this period where I fucking hate politics yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That like this is a guy who actually tells me that he doesn't like this as well. That mm-hmm. he doesn't think this represents us. It doesn't serve us mm-hmm. the way that it should. Mm-hmm. And it was a really hard conversation. I have a lot of people who were like, "No, I just don't want to get into sure. it. I don't like politics like that. Right. I don't want to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to say anything about mm-hmm. it. You know. And so it was just this very back and forth struggle with a lot of people mm-hmm. to get like involved when the system hasn't been working. Correct. Like the electoral politics sometimes are not reflective. People of don't the people. see
0: the fruits of it, so I was like, "Why would? Why I, would I give a shit? Why like, would right? I care?" You know. Yeah. Mm, and mm. so
1: there was a lot of that, and it was it, it was disheartening to see. And I, I I can see why so many people stood out, or you know, just stayed out rather. Sure. Because again, it was just this like, well, it doesn't matter. Mm. California is what it is. You mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people also saw the writing down the wall, and they were like, "Well, then shit, if they're going to consolidate you think, behind Joe- us." There cool. was the, no, the, there was no doubt some people that saw that and been like oh well then I guess Biden I, I guess like I it's a popular yeah, yeah. consensus that, thing everybody else it. is yeah, with yeah, it yeah, so yeah, I might yeah, as well yeah. just yeah, yeah that's yeah. the way to get Trump out oh, okay so many people were so desperate to Jesse Trump out that yeah. they were willing to go along with anything yeah 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 that's that they were just that was their issue
0: so your stomach dropped because you were like oh fuck I politically know what's knowing
1: about that there's so many people that are going to see that and be like oh well then Biden that
0: does that not still blow your goddamn wind absolutely thirty point swing over the weekend just
1: have a conversation about it and you can unpack like oh shit like well you know i still align here over their fear of just like well then i guess that's what's going to take to get trump out right Uh and and there's a number of factors right it was just again we went heavy on the young latino vote and that bore fruit but at the same time it was you know there was an enthusiasm gap and i think it was part of that yeah that to this day anytime i talk about anybody that volunteered on that campaign they all remember that night you know that night before Yeah, yeah um and so for me it was just like fuck this is going to get crazy in those yeah. states where it makes a difference. Yeah yeah yeah. And that difference of those people being like, "Oh okay, well they just everybody's with Biden." So that's that's a logical sure, pick. Sure sure Everybody sure. Everybody fell in line. Yeah, is what yeah, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, and yeah. so California we saw some drop off for sure because of that mm-hmm. that that action but we had done we still, so much work yeah, that it's it right. still held tight that's so right. that's right it was at least a point of pride for us to say no you know what we invested in this and it paid off yeah like, that's the latino right. strategy and even strategy. with
0: the even and yes california was one and i was encouraged that even though technically biden won texas it wasn't by a lot and because of the new mm-hmm. like rules and and the allotment of you know proportional allotment Delegate of delegates money, yeah. they were still even though like just looking at the map you know bernie only won a couple of states like they were they were virtually still tied mm-hmm. after super two yeah. but then after that it was like pandemic and right you know, and then all the dynamics of like and, the party politics yeah coming right. to play, so, and then how the realignment of all right. those that's votes right.
1: then gets split up to, yeah. the, to the winner still and yeah, all that right. so yeah i mean the, it really gave me a reason that even if 2016 didn't because again i wasn't so affiliated with one sure. side or the other i was working in other levels of government mm-hmm. so i didn't get so deep into it, it was you know, it really showed that some of these levers of power are, again, always already set in place by the people that are used are there, to getting is there.
0: Is there any is there what would it take to to unsettle and uh, to uns- to unsettle the, the party levels, levers of people power. to realize
1: what the fuck is going on? Who is who
0: who Just that your people? general
1: person that realize, you know, your person those those your apolitical people for them to realize that we're all being divided on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't get to have those conversations mm-hmm. because again, we're we're yelling into these silos on Facebook, yelling into yeah, these things right. that only further affirm our position. That's correct. And alienate the other side. That's right. Uh it divides us further from them. Yeah. Uh it is Incredibly frustrating to like have these conversations and then still just be like, oh, this person didn't come for a dialogue. They came to affirm that they don't yeah, like us, right. that they don't care. Mm. Uh, so it was really hard to see those factors kind of factoring into the, like. The actual results of that night mm-hmm. but again i think it was just this wave crash and i feel like we just had this shield up at the end that said we're not done
2: mm-hmm. we
1: still got some fight and we're gonna keep going with this thing and it, if it wasn't for california that would have been the night mm-hmm. that would have been a wrap. Mm-hmm. but because of that it allowed us to stay in yep. and keep going yep. you know soon after that i got a chance to go to alaska now this was in hmm. march 9th um 2020 yeah and there mm-hmm. was a couple week layover between us leaving we get there uh Want to say we got there and were there for a whole of three days in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Now, coming in to organize, being viewed as outsiders, yeah. even within the Bernie movement, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, You're not from here, they should have hired locals. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, but we won California and we want to try to bring that strategy yeah, here, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, we went there with good faith and everything. We were met with some good people, yeah, uh, but it was a challenge, right? Like, yeah. people don't know us, and so it was going to be a challenge. And then they said, Three days in. Yeah, you just got to Alaska, but listen, you're going to go home now. Yeah. Um, COVID mm-hmm. is sending everybody back. That's right. That's right. And I had some staff that worked for me here in San Diego that had just, oh, Nick. Yeah, I forgot to give a shout out to Nick. That, that just driven out to New York and yep. arrived. Holly the day that they arrived, Claire, yep. they it were was, told, turn around. Go back home. That's right. A cross-country trip. Yep. Turn it around. Yep. Run that playback just in reverse. Like, yep. It was wild, and that really fucked wild. with me, and sent me into this kind of like again, like this tailspin. Well, the tailspin in that, not in my stomach, knowing that this is gonna really fuck over what we had, which was the people power, the yes! ability to organize, the ability, yes. the, the ability to organize on the ground, yes. the ability to actually yes. bring people together, was just like, hey, like you know, the kibosh it, it was, was a game changer, yeah, and it was just. Right. Our strategy. We of, lost
0: a lot of momentum, and I and I mourn not, that. Not not on
1: top of that, mm-hmm. that people are now dealing with the fact that we're all being asked to stay the fuck home. That's like, right. The shock. That was
0: jarring. After the, the shock of being that. in an office, like you know, shoulder to shoulder, breast to breast, with just you know all these people, you know, working toward a common goal, Like just you know, the, you see you dozens gonna, of
1: people every day on the burning right. campaign, and right? And
0: then to just
1: be Go at home, home and with stay none there. of That was so. Jarring It was uh, like it That was, was a head fight. It's like coming like With you know Like a shock to your system And then you're just Coming back down And you're like Holy shit Like wait What the fuck wait, do you do now like, I, yeah. I, And, I, and I, I You know It was a struggle for me Like just to deal With that dynamic Of course Was really rough Of course And I Went through some ups and downs in COVID and it was a really fucking trying time. Yeah, it was a, and it's hard to believe that, that was a fucking year ago. That's right. And we had a general election, that's and right. you know, we mm-hmm. at least got Trump out. And at the end of the day, I was able to reconcile that pretty quick. Am I happy oh, were you? that it was anybody but Bernie? No, no, like, of I know sure. what we could have had just because, again, sure. I knew the man. Sure. Just what little I did. Yeah. He wasn't perfect. He's, yeah. You know, he's a politician like a lot of people, you know, think he is, but. He he he's not your typical politician. Sure, you know?
0: let's let's play a. Sh- and this is a digression, but a brief thought experiment. Yeah, in a better world, where, <laughs> in a better world, and Bernie would have won. What do you think the old power quote old power structure or power elites? What would have been the uh, tools in their trick bag to, to stop the movement once elected? What do you think they would have done?
1: It would have been a lot more of the stoking of the class warfare, right? Like they would have gone and villainized those people again that are like, Hey, they're coming for your shit. Mm-hmm. You know? They would have made it seem like those people that just got elected are mm-hmm. the bad guy, mm-hmm. they're the ones coming for your prosperity.
0: You think there would have been a capital strike? They would have they would have Ooh, organized in the In a capital perfect strike. world,
1: yeah, that would take a lot. But again, no, wouldn't you? Like, it's for a much, general strike? No, 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 no.
0: That's it. No, no. no. Do you think the elites would or the elites would organize a capital strike?
1: Oh, absolutely, and they can for, do that yeah. in like their covert ways of funding candidates that are just going to come in. They're just going to saturate mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have got it. The, the way that they would have felt was the way we felt waking up every every day with Donald Trump. Yeah, the equivalent of waking up and wondering like, "Fuck, they're coming for us. They know well, that our well, with up.
0: the with the with the added horrifying element of they could do more about it than we could absolutely and that's Mm -hmm. the point when
1: i get back to like labor being one of those just few equalizers that we have Mm is people being able to weigh influence collectively yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that's why i still hold that so dear Mm. but yeah i mean there was absolutely that factor of where it's just like they would have absolutely banded together and Mm -hmm. been terrified that shit was people catching on to the fact that we're all part of this machine whether we like it or not that they're benefiting from immensely and mm-hmm. then telling people those poor people are the reason why yeah. your burger went up yeah yeah. we yeah. have to conform to government mandates yeah yeah, yeah. your prices are gonna go up mm-hmm. if i pay them better mm-hmm. right and it and it becomes a losing battle because in again this is part of having grown up the way that we do we know that these people that are fighting this hourly struggle it takes them 10 years to get to 15 an hour yeah that it breeds this resentment of like well why should they have it if i don't yeah that's right in a better world we would have had a president Sanders and we would have started like some actual healing where we actually have issues and dialogue them out. He would have been met with all the opposition in the world, but I think he could have gone to the people and said like, listen,
0: that was, and that's why he was such a threat. This is
1: not an issue about Democrats, socialists, democratic, socialists, Republican, independent. Mm -hmm. It is an issue of what's right. Yeah. And they weren't ready for that conversation. we, We were just so traumatized by Trump being president that it was just, let's just go with safe. Yeah. And that's the way of view it. I mean, you know, Biden has yet a lot of time tried to do the right thing and, you know, get on the right side of history. But knowing what we could have had is really hard, sure. knowing that we could have had some real discussions. And, sure. you know, uh, it, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to reconcile that still to this day. Mm-hmm. But again, Trump he- being gone is at least a good consolation. Sure. And, yeah.
0: Do you find it a tiny bit, or maybe, or you might not be able to say, and maybe we'll edit, edit it out, but do you find it a tiny bit delicious that, like, Team Biden is low-key, not-so-low-key shitting on Obama? <laughs> like, these, <laughs> like, Well, but
1: no, it's just, I, an, I think it's exa- <laughs> it's an example of the system, right? Yeah, Blame yeah. the other people before mm-hmm. and what have you that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it. It again, it's I think we're, we're not talking about the issue at that hand. Mm-hmm. It's just passing the buck on who's responsible and sure. that's at all levels of government. It's just we're yeah. not having those discussions. Sure. And and that, yeah, that's a sad consequence that we're continuing to perpetuate that. And the reason why Bernie was so alluring was because he represented just a different way of doing things, yep. like a better way where he was like, look, I can talk to Republicans And did it on Fox News. And find common ground where I get this man crying and being like, I'm I'm voting for Bernie Sanders because he he heard me. That's right. And that's why I think a lot of those people that supported Trump, they wanted to be heard. There's so many of them that were just holding on to the last bit of their power, which is. Or dignity. Power or dignity. But for them was like, you know, this is like our last hope for some of these white nationalists to be like, this is our last chance to be white and proud. Mm. They feel like they're getting attacked for that when it's like, all we want is to just be viewed equal as you. Yeah. But they were like, shit. If we actually treat people equally, God damn it, they're going to do to us what we did to them.
2: <laughs> Holy
1: shit. Right. And so that's frightening the shit to a lot of those people that went along with this and mm. just said like, well, I don't agree with what he says, mm-hmm. but I think he's better for, for your power. For mm. you maintaining what you got mm. and not letting people get there there's degrees of all of it Shit. there was yeah there was also hateful ass people that were just like hell yeah I'm down but with the but they were also saying.
0: just completely downtrodden I mean I'm not, I'm not oh, a Trump person oh the poorest of the poor are the people
1: who were just but yeah. not just
0: poor but they were middle class people who because of the the economic our, our economic context of like def- deflationary and austerity is like what little I do have and what comforts I have I have or my family has or my community has been able to achieve it's the, the they feel and they understand the precariousness because you know my neighbor lost his house in 2008 and no bankers went to jail or you uh-huh. know my my what I had stocked away for retirement it looks like mm, that's not going to go as far, long and far as 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 I thought which
1: is fucked up because Republicans and Democrats have those same fucking that's issues and they can't Trump, see yeah yeah they right. and he tapped into that in a different way where yeah. he got them to say the same shit but differently be like because he's actually a Republican I trust mm. it
0: yeah or but but also I think it was a lot of I think a lot of Trump voters. Not all, because... Many right. of them were just, you know, typical fine people run of on both the mill. sides. Yeah, fine
1: people on both sides. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But now. It's just like, you
0: know, this was their way to register their discontent with well, the yeah. system that had fucked them, and they don't. Oh, have no, a, there's I, no, I, I know plenty to of people begin. that said,
1: "Fuck it, ha ha." Yeah, yeah and voted right. for Trump. That's
0: right. Just to just just to give you know flip and, the bird. I to this. get that yeah, fucking yeah, sentiment yeah, because it. again, politics is so. I didn't do it, but I get it. Yeah. No, so, yeah, absolutely
1: not. But like, people were that disenchanted with government that they're like, "Fuck it. What else do we have to lose? Yeah, that's right. It ain't even working for me now. Why not throw someone new in there? Yeah, that's right the swamp right that's right no that motherfucker was a swamp yeah, but that's correct so you know it, it yeah it was definitely a, it's a struggle when you do so much political work to f- see how so many people still just vote on their issue sure independent of anybody else, or they're out of their grievance. out of american selfishness yeah. it's ingrained yeah, yeah, yeah. in us to look out for our own yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our own self yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than yeah, yeah. Not our own yeah, yeah. like to look out for ourselves that it's it's just enchanting. it's yeah, really sure. it's a really shitty just begets more fucking sure. inequality and then Again, we're just divided on these social issues yep. that like, okay, but take that away economically. We're all getting fucked. But they no can't lead. see past no. trans no. people. They can't yeah, see yeah. past you wanna take my guns away. It's yeah. like, no, I don't want to get shot. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, <right. That's laughs> at the it. core, yeah. I ain't trying to get shot that's, when I walk outside the door. That's right. That's Point right. blank. Like yeah. uh, no pun intended. That like <laughs> no, that one generally was not. Um but like it yeah, like mm. the division politics of it all is still so disheartening and mm the fact that we could have had Bernie to kind of just like shift the conversation. Yeah. Like he's not going to go out there defending anybody, but the American people. Yeah,
0: that's right. The work- his interest working people is
1: in- at its core, whether they were with him or not, yeah, he was right. there as a, he would have been there as a president. That's right. That would have been there to listen and not tell people what they need. That's right. But to ask them what they need. That's right. And that's the fucking disenchanting part of, you know, fighting that and fighting that battle. And then coming out on, then we did right. It was mm. like, but I think the, battle was important and like Mm. the fact that aoc brought fourteen thousand people to los angeles Mm. in one day Mm. and then in the bay they replicated the same shit that's
0: right
1: that tells me that we have a future and that tells Ah. me that there's people that you know that we can fight for and that we don't have to necessarily reconcile the fact that we're like fuck well Mm. i like xyz about them but you know we have the aocs and the the squad coming up who are actually speaking truth to power Mm. and getting villainized for it (laughs) but those of us that see truth we can be like yeah, they're getting villainized because they're afraid of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They're talking and resonating with people that actually fucking care. Mm-hmm. You know, they're actually making human connections. Rashida Tlaib came down here uh, to commemorate like a shooting that had happened down mm-hmm. here. And she came to speak with the Muslim community during the primary. Mm-hmm. And she made this amazing reference to the fact that, you know, she she didn't feel like a politician. And the reason why she supported Bernie, this was unprompted. We had nothing to do with the event. Mm-hmm. She said, you know... Uh, we need more humanists in government Mm. i believe in my fellow man before i believe in my party and we need more people that put people above politics Mm, 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 and she said that's why i support bernie sanders and mm. that's why i'm here in congress is because i'm here representing my constituents Mm, mm. the people that got me here that look like me that you know love amo bernie is because he speaks to our issues he speaks to the the closeness that we have and care that we have for our fellow man and Mm -hmm. our families those are all the values that resonated. So mm. it was a really fucking transformative time in a campaign that I think really showed me that we still got a lot to sure. go. And if we're smart about it, we can really affect some change still with the right candidates. Mm. Did you have
0: so after the jarring nature of like the campaign ending and having to not even transition, but just being thrust into a pandemic, like, with everything that happened and, you know, the difficulty you had, like surviving the pandemic, how did you end up working at the Board of Supervisors?
1: Yeah. So that was actually a really uh, I did a campaign in between. I worked for an amazing candidate who I really liked. She was a city council president out here. She ran for Congress. Mm-hmm. Unsuccessfully, we were up against a lot of money. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I know people on all sides of that. And I'm so proud what did of have,
0: what have? Do you think it could have turned out differently if 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 we took the pandemic out of the situation and you could have launched a ground game? Do you think or or you, you, were, you were up against so much money that I mean, you, there was nothing that
1: it, it was a lot of that. That was a really big challenge is that a lot of enthusiasm was really zapped out of everybody. Yep. And yep. we were all again just in survival mode. Yep. So then you add on to that and say, hey, give a little more. That mm-hmm. was asking a lot from the That's people right. that I would have gone to. Yeah. So naturally, people were like, well, the Bernie Network should have aligned for this. I'm like. We're all taxed right now. That's and right. I, we tried and you know We're all
0: we were all blown to what do you call it, four corners of the wind or whatever. Right, like, right. We were just floating in the wind. Yeah, we were just kinda right.
1: without a home now that we didn't have, you know, a candidate we fought for in yep. the primary. Yep. But you know, I worked on a campaign that I really cared about mm-hmm. and you know, it was really hard mm-hmm. because again, organizing digitally was just a whole different that's piece. A, yeah, and especially when yeah. again, everybody's just in survival mode. Yeah, that's right uh so yeah i mean given a ground game it would have been totally different we could have run a field program that actually went talking door to door yeah yeah yeah. there's only so much you can do when people can just block your number yeah that's right um or not you know and again (laughs) you can't connect as 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 efficiently as you can at the door like door-to-door canvassing was always the bread and butter it's someone showing hey we came to your neighborhood we wanted to talk to you that's right that's still just nothing beats that that's right uh and so, yeah, it would have been the totally different world. And I think elections across the board would have been a lot different without mm. the pandemic. We would have yeah. had, you know, the chance to really show people power, like we said. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so we might have had some different outcomes. But, you know, uh, again, that that was all hindsight. This was an incredibly terrible pandemic that lost a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I lost some distant relatives that mm. were just like, you know, second cousins, what have you. That yeah. like So, you know, we know it was real. and We know that there was a reason for it, but it was really hard to adapt for me personally, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just... Again, the conditions in which I was going through my identity crisis, my career crisis, where I was just so reclusive, they were like, Yeah, go do that. Mm. Go stay at home. Yeah, Don't talk yeah, to yeah. anybody. Yeah, Don't yeah, see yeah. nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah. And you might die. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was just really fucking hard. Yeah. Like, uh, and so it was a really big challenge to kind of emerge out of that funk. But, like, luckily, in a, I talk about this at every opportunity that I can. I started therapy mm. uh, right during Bernie and Bernie's campaign. I, this is a thing I'm grateful for. Like when I told Bernie, he saved my life. I think I literally meant that because mm. they were paying for therapy for all of our campaign workers. Nice. They had a reimbursement program to say, Hey, we need you to take care of your mental health. You know, uh, good to us if you're fucking, you right. know, going losing your mind. Yeah. And that was the first opportunity I had consistent therapy in my life. Again, oh, without wow. any coaching, without anybody, you don't know how to seek these that's things right. out. That's but right. Bernie was like, Hey, we'll pay for four sessions a month or mm. something akin to that. Yeah. Uh, and that was the thing that got me through this, mm. to like through this identity crisis, through this career crisis, to the point where I eventually just started changing my perspective on being so, uh, so apathetic to certain things anymore and just being yeah. like, no, you know what? It's still worth the fight. We got to get good people in. Ah. Uh, it would the, be helped you with that. Absolutely. Mm. It was a perspective shift where I was so down on myself. All mm. these crises I told you about, yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. like I didn't belong, mm. feeling like I didn't deserve it. Mm. Uh, those all thi- things that all came to the fore with this pandemic, like mm-hmm. there, there was no longer a place for me to go and run and hide from myself. That's right. I was literally forced to be with myself. Mm-hmm. And that was fucking terrifying. Yeah, of course. And so it was like this the, the, the biggest challenge of my life is breaking through that depression, breaking through my shit coping skills mm-hmm. and just like, you know, just further going down into these pits of depression and mm-hmm. all this stuff that we're also just at this climax of like, holy shit, I feel great about Bernie and about our campaign. And mm-hmm. it's this soul affirming thing. Yeah. And, and then we, we get kicked out of the race yeah, and right. you know it's just we have to drop out dropped, and, yeah. you know it it was a gut punch it was a gut punch in many respects because it was just coming again at this fucking pandemic which none of us have ever been through that's right we've been through some shit as people of color as yeah. people that young people that lived through the 20, 2008 you know unsettling nine times <laughs> yeah like nine mm-hmm. eleven fuck like we're tired of being parts of you know history yeah yeah, yeah. Um, this was just another one of those examples where it's like, Jamie how did you survive that? But like, you know, I started looking at myself and finally just giving myself credit for having been on the Bernie campaign and yeah, saying like, yeah. Hey, you did that. Yeah, like, we, we got there and not by accident, but mm-hmm. by merit, we yeah. deserve to be at the table. That's right. And that shift in perspective really kind of like helped me kind of gain my confidence. And I started looking for jobs. And one of my mentors was like, Holy shit. You know, like mm-hmm. Nora Vargas is my a friend and a mentor. She's one of my guides and just how to navigate. She's one of those Latinos, Latinas. That's like, we need to be at the table Mm -hmm. she put me on endorsement boards for organizations that i was like i have no business being here she's Mm -hmm. like you have all the fucking reason to Mm -hmm. the things that i said the reasons why my lack of this where i come from because i don't have xyz Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is the exact reason she would tell me that's why you need to be Uh, there you're not encumbered by these like these expectations from other people mm -hmm. you you're bringing your perspective and Mm -hmm. it it matters Mm -hmm. and that was like you know i got to interview conservative da's Mm -hmm. for you know endorsements that i had i got to call out their you know Bullshit. the discrepancies and like mm. yeah okay you're lgbt but you've been locking up brown and black women and people of color and trans people yeah, yeah. like it's going out and style kind of like
0: your name is kamala harris <laughs> oh, you
1: know so so you know mm-hmm. it was like one of those things where that mm-hmm. boss really empowered me to ask some questions and actually like represent my communities mm. and so when the opportunity came i've only been at it for about a month now but she was one of those people that she went up against, you know, power brokers here and old boys club of South Bay Democratic, you know, circles. Mm-hmm. And she really she beat a sitting state senator for that seat mm-hmm. and, you know, really fought to get where she is. Mm-hmm. And so every day we went today to this uh, the shelter where we're going to be housing folks at the convention center for those un- uh, unaccompanied minors and the lunch ladies making these young ladies food. It's going to be the mostly women, I think, that we're housing here in San Diego. The lunch ladies were like, hey we really appreciate everything you're doing. Mm. Like you're actually speaking for our communities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to have someone that's fluent in Spanish, that like speaks your language. She, she's an immigrant. She's mm-hmm. from Mexico mm. to have someone like that representing us. is just, it, it makes you feel again, like, Holy shit, we can make this change. And mm. she did it with people power yeah. with the pandemic and everything factored mm. in. She worked her network of genuine connections mm-hmm. and got elected. And, nice. and, and it's super proud to be part of someone that I know and I trust and I believe in mm-hmm. Who also then now in turn, because of my Ability to kind of embrace my skill set and my connections and everything, mm. she's empowering me to help make these decisions. And like, shit, like it's this apex of like all these things I thought I couldn't do. Mm. You're now in the position to be like, holy shit, we're the ones doing it. Uh We're the ones that get to decide if we can take in these undocumented minors Mm. and like shelter them from a system that's harming them. Yeah, that's right. We're in the room for those decisions now. And that shit's just a different kind of like pride that I haven't felt in a long time since Bernie. Real talk. That's somebody that really cares. And, you know, we're not perfect. No politician is. And, you know, you got to play the game. And that's the shitty parts of it. But you feel a whole lot fucking better if you like the person you're doing it for because you believe in the person. Mm. It well, makes it well that much easier.
0: Did the power broker? Did the did the 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 moneyed power brokers and or reactionaries like pitch a shit fit about um, turning the convention center here? into a shelter for unaccompanied migrant minors.
1: So this was the thing, again, talking about that shift, we had the conservative board of uh, supervisors. It was only ever one, and at max, two Democrats that we had on a five board. Mm -hmm. Now we have three. Mm -hmm. Nora was the one that secured. We were going to have a Democrat no matter what. Mm -hmm. We got a progressive elected in her. Mm -hmm. And then we had Chair Nathan Fletcher, who was a Democrat, and he was one of the only ones. He was there with four other Republicans, and he had to hold it down by himself. Mm -hmm. And then we got another Democrat elected in North County, Tara Mm -hmm. Lawson Reamer. Mm -hmm. So for the first time you had three Democrats on the board, there wasn't a question that this was the right answer. Ah. We have now, again, our progressive mayor, Todd Mm -hmm. Gloria. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not as progressive as some folks would like. And, you know, that's where you call it out and you ask him for more. That's what our job is. Mm But there was no question in his mind, right? Nora Vargas is an immigrant. There was no question There was no question that we
0: have to this step up. This is the right thing. This community has to step up. Yeah. And we need to open our doors to unaccompanied... Uh, These kids
1: who are actually in custody of Border Patrol, where well, you see some of the worst atrocities, that's right? right? We need to take them out of that and give them some humane shelter and mm-hmm. reconnect them with their families. Uh-huh. Let's get this process started. That wasn't even a hesitation. The, it, this, this kicked off, you know, like, for whatever the dynamics are behind the scene, I don't care to get into that because sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we had a California Attorney General Javier Becerra getting not mm-hmm. nominated and confirmed for HHSA the day after he got confirmed, this started moving. Nice. So you know what I mean? It's like those levers of power mm-hmm. when you actually get people that know their communities and what they need, yep. you start seeing some real shit kick off like that. Ah. And so it, it's an example again of how there is work to do that can be done if it was just a will for it. Ah. And you got to show that there's a political will. That there's people willing to take the hits and say, fuck it, I'm an immigrant. Uh, Come at me. Yeah, Tell yeah, me yeah. how this is wrong.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. You can't. Yeah.
1: Seems, because mm. we've benefited from that to see what we bring as children of immigrants. Our communities mm. fucking matter. We're going to be the ones telling our parents to vote against you if you're mm-hmm. talking that shit. Sure. So you know what I mean? It's It's a, it's a really... It's a really nice way of seeing, like, holy shit, we got people power if we work for it, you know.
0: But is the real politic at work here, part of it, that you guys got a little bit of a sweetener from DHS to be able to take these kids?
1: Sweetener? and Nobody's making money, off. I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> just more that they're finally prioritizing it and they ah. needed places to cooperate. And we said, if you got the will and you got the money... Uh-huh. We have the space and I the see. will to hold, hold them I here. There's going to be protests here, I assure you. Of course. There's going to be people that sign up for it. But we said, as San Diego, my boss, Nora Vargas, said, this is the right thing to do. And we're going to Now do let's it. make sure we do it right. Let's make sure we don't victimize these kids more. Let's yeah, make right. sure we don't traumatize, traumatize them. them worse yeah, than they've already right. been through. We can yeah. only imagine. Yeah. But, you know, she has nieces and people that she thinks about. It's like, if I had to send my 15-year-old daughter mm-hmm. alone
0: mm-hmm. over to through a
1: multiple country. countries to get to our family. Yeah how fucking painful a decision that is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and so it's really hard to see you know even uh president biden when he got on his first press conference oh, oh, oh. he ran hard to the middle on this issue which mm-hmm. was really disheartening because it was counter to what he said yeah and, that, and then as communities who fought so hard to get representation it was hard to then see him be like this isn't my fight yeah, i don't really yeah. you know we're down to this degree mm-hmm. it was hard because this, that's that's the change that we thought we could make with bernie so yeah. It's a a shitty subject, but it's like I said, it it shows that if there's a will for these things, we can really do some good shit.
0: Do you think that I mean, I'm I'm asking you to maybe prognosticate and look into a crystal ball a little bit. Do you think that because San Diego stepped up quickly regarding being one of the places that that would um, take in unaccompanied minors uh, as a result of this border crisis, like, you know, this this first, uh, for lack of a better term, tranche of minors that will be um housed here at the convention center do you think san diego will become like a staging ground if you will like to, as they attempt to empty these ice detention centers well or? you don't know want
1: the only thing that i can speak to is the fact that this just speaks to the fact of like the lack of cooperation and everything is put on the federal government we can rest assured that it's going to be a very slow turnaround for things to get better for mm. our immigrants that are coming mm. here so i think within the levers of power you got to really look at now that we have this board of supervisors that are all Democrats, can we create a system in San Diego that welcomes these people that huh. makes us a place that's a truly welcoming region where mm-hmm. it's not just like, a yeah, here's a number, call them, they'll resettle you, but mm-hmm. we actually have housing for new refugees and say, hey, this is temporary housing. How do you?
0: But how would you? How would you? How it's do systematic you systematic
1: change that shit? That you. No, got I'm doing. saying, how do yeah. you
0: do that? And there, are, and there, are, I'm not. This is I'm not. I'm not in. I'm not a. I'm not like you know some like rah rah U.S. nationalist. But I'm saying, how do you open? How do you roll out the welcome? mat uh for immigrants and not expect some extreme political blowback when u.s citizens or longtime san diegans are homeless you understand what i'm saying like oh how absolutely do we, how do and, you- and there's
1: even the, the 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 dichotomy of the fact that we were or like the contrast that we were literally finishing up a sheltering program where we housed 500 500 homeless folks uh. in that very same convention center the week before
0: Ah, yeah yeah and
1: so the thing that we really made a focus on is like we can't just displace these people without that. We found new housing for them temporary. So I luckily see. it wasn't a this or that we uh-huh. were able to do that yeah. still mm-hmm. help these people this land end. somewhere else so that it's yeah. not, that program was slated to finish. It Definitely. wasn't that it ended because, uh-huh, uh-huh. so that's the thing that we wanted to get ahead of and say, uh-huh. look, let's not make this an issue. Let's make sure people, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just political. I think there was still a desire to see these people housed because sure. we're in the middle of a pandemic. Hello. So people being on the street does not behoove us all to no, have right. people exposed to, to you know this virus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah it's a it, it's 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 a thing it's a delicate dance but, i'm not you know, i'm not
0: suggesting that i'm not suggesting no no no, that no, no, no. but there is an argument to be made. be made there will be people yeah. making that uh-huh. argument uh-huh. it's a
1: thing and that's the hard part is mm-hmm. it's hard for us to not then like the real discussion is like let's take a step back and say do you actually care about homelessness because mm-hmm. we have a whole lot of fucking ideas on fixing that yeah, so right. if you're that angry about immigrants taking their place yeah let's address homelessness. let's let's fix it let's for let's everybody. start the conversation yeah, and yeah, let's yeah, really yeah. get people housed let's talk about how housing is a health issue yeah that is a priority that we need to make so that people survive mm-hmm. this pandemic or just thrive. Yeah. Housing in San Diego is not fucking cheap so when no. people say that it's coming from a real place of like I pay 1400 dollars and you want to put up these people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's this selfishness that we've had ingrained in us.
0: It's not I don't know that it's, I'm, I don't know that it's a selfishness, but it's a very real um, it's a it's a very real uh, fight for resources that have been artificially right, right, restricted, right, right, right. and that's so why there's division amongst yeah, yeah, the black yeah. and brown
1: community. Yeah. You know, I've been in meetings where they're just like, "These Latinos are taking all the jobs," and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, we're all in competition for the same jobs." Yeah, but again, yeah, yeah. we're fighting each other when it's really these bosses being yeah. like. We're going to throw out 10 jobs. Good luck. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at these wages that are poverty, that's that going to make you have two, three jobs. Correct. So you're going to be in competition for yep. all this shit. And so it's like they get us to fight each other. Mm-hmm. When again, it's about making that connection, to that intersection, which yep. is now, you know, the the passe phrase of intersectionality. But there's so much fucking intersection in everything that we fight for. People just are so blinded on these little sure. issues. And
0: your estimation or your imagination, like... What is some of the work that is left for the left to do? <sighs> has really
1: to, and fucking... to
0: what ends? I know, big question. Yeah, big well,
1: question. but it, it, it's a pretty easy one for me because huh. it's just uh, it's this pandemic has really challenged the way that we connect with people, but. Yeah. People still really want somebody like, you know, like that kid like me who just really needed somebody to be there Uh to help them through these tough times. People really want somebody they can trust. That's why Bernie resonated with so many people. That's why my boss does now. That's why Lorena did. That's why so many people trust in folks that are literally not afraid to take the punches. Mm -hmm. Because they know that they're doing the unpopular thing, but Uh. they're saying what they, you know, what they believe. (laughs) And we don't get those politicians very often. So it's really fucking hard to find those people. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is like the hardest part to do is for us to genuinely reconnect with people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying on some bullshit meet in the middle. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, let's actually talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. it's it such a fucking cliche answer, but yeah. it's really the thing that- It's impactful. It's how I've gotten where I am is yeah, actually yeah. talking to people. And even that's if we disagree- how the Bernie disagree,
0: campaign was able to make the show. It was literally like connecting going people out and- making the, the connection and, and say, hey, yeah.
1: we started every exercise with Bernie, right? And we'll open every fucking Bernie rally or anything that we did for Bernie. It was, a, what's your Bernie story? Yeah, that's right. Because we all had fucking different reasons, but it was that solidarity that we built like in the labor movement where it's just like we come from different parts. We have Republicans that were there for Bernie. We have conservatives. We had very progressive people. We had very liberal people, people somewhere in the middle. But because Bernie spoke to them in a way that they were not used to, which was authentic yeah and respectful speaking and not authentically and respected to yeah. you, respected to you even if again i don't agree with you but listen this is where i do agree with you yeah there we go bernie was that's able right. to turn so many conservatives when he had one-on-one conversations yep and that's the thing And i'm not saying that we need to go invest time in talking to some of the conservatives that are never going to change yeah right but it's engaging with our neighbors and that's engaging right. with communities and seeing where we come together that's right it's it's again we have to overcome those division politics and mm-hmm. really talk to each other at our core level about and that's a, the core tenet of organizing is finding out what people's issue is. That's right. And seeing what you can do to help. That's right. And that's the core tenet of organizing that I think people need to get back to organizing. Mm. That's just it. We need to get back to organizing people in mass ground. AOC got elected by that virtue. Yep. She didn't have any business winning that seat, but she fucking won it because right. people said, we're going to try. Yeah, that's right. Black people are literally, literally every day fighting just to make sure that people understand Black Lives Matter. That concept is so fucking hard for people to sometimes get that. It's just like, look, the argument isn't saying other people don't we're just fighting to be seen period Mm -hmm. and latinos feel the same way like yo we're Mm -hmm. just fighting to actually not be hated for being born here yeah yeah. that it then it gets hard for us to yeah add these extra layers of like shit well if you're not actually representing right Mm -hmm. it's harder to engage and again i think it just behooves us to actually educate rather than so like you know then scream and then, ah! then, then cancel right yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just the cancel culture i'm not saying that that's a problem i think we definitely need to call out bullshit when we see it and we need to, i don't we think know. cancel culture actually exists but that's another word. it's that that's, i'm telling you it's mm-hmm. a buzzword of yeah, things yeah, yeah, that like yeah right. it's called consequences yeah like it's yeah you do something <laughs> that's right you might and expect people, the consequence yeah, for right, it right. what i don't agree with is just you know the the villainization of people that are again we're so close on so many things yeah. but because you didn't acknowledge one aspect which again requires education yeah 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 and requires us to understand like how we're part of the problem right. but like in a in a like in a confine that we preach every fucking day yeah. that we need to be tolerant. We need to be able right. to talk to people. That That's is what right. we literally talk about daily. But then we like turn that on its head and say like, no, yeah. fuck that. You made one mistake. That's you know? right. That's right. But again, some of these are really shit mistakes that deserve. Sure.
0: And you know, I don't know what that line is, but I always go back to, I was listening to this one, um, like, a, a speech or a symposium or some shit or whatever that, uh, Elaine Brown, um, was that I saw on like YouTube. She was the, she was one of the former, uh, uh, chairman of the black panther party like the mm-hmm. you know headquarters in the oakland or whatever and she was she was uh, responding to this uh this this um question that she s- said that she you know gets frequently about like oh weren't you know weren't the weren't the brothers in the party super misogynist and patriarchal and problem or, you know whatever and she was just like yeah like where Society do you think we was, yeah. got these brothers from revolutionary heaven of course they weren't perfect and of course they you know there were issues and problems And, that, uh, and that, but like
1: okay." was Gino's wife okay yeah, yeah he right. was Who a came? human yeah, Cesar Chavez right. wasn't the perfect organ. like yeah the idolatry of these people and that's the thing about Bernie, was it's right. like so many people thought it was that we're just like wow you guys just whatever he says huh right no nah because i've been saying that shit yeah that's it's right. what we said. that's right is what we're talking about that's not correct. what he told me it's to the say agenda. it's the fact that i agree with what the fuck he's saying yeah that's right and that and now that he's perfect and, 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 and you that, that's know, what the thing, a, a misconception of our movement yeah, was yeah, is yeah, that yeah, people yeah. were just like oh it's just these people want burning they want socialism it's like I want to not get fucking shot when I walk out my door. I want the and chance. And if I do
0: get shot, I want to not have to go into bankruptcy because I had to go to the hospital and get operated Absolutely.
1: on. Absolutely. I don't <laughs> want to catch, like, coronavirus and then lose all my fucking nest egg. God, yeah. no. Any savings I actually had as, a, again, a person of color. Yeah. You know, Bernie right. allowed me to actually save some money. I, he paid for therapy for me. I had a little kind of like, a, okay, this is going to be a little jump start to something. Yeah. And the coronavirus said, you thought bitch you, you thought bought. exactly <laughs> exactly that's i right, told you we are the same brand I know that uh, yeah. you are we're like, both wearing burning uh, shirts yeah that's yeah, right. yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway uh so yeah it's just it's it's this fucking it's just this weird like mm-hmm. nexus of like where we really need to just get back to engaging but like actual civil discourse is that's such right. a fucking foreign Ooh. concept these yeah, days yeah, that right. it's just like you know, you really need to find people that are talking about issues like people like AOC resonate with people mm. because they're able to like clearly in English tell people yeah. this is why this CEO deserves to get called out. Yeah, we're fighting each other, but this person out here that's is right. pointing the fingers at each other and being like, fight each other. That's right. Come on. That's right. Like, y'all want to castigate Michael Vick for what he did? Yeah. Y'all doing that shit on a fucking macro, like giant level, yeah, and getting right. us to fight each other and kill each other yeah. in the streets. That's right. That's right. But you know, they want to make examples of things, mm. and that's like. Yeah, it's it's we need to really get back to like organizing and talking to people and like shit, we need like a working you know, a party that actually represents workers and like people's actual interests at core and like the Democratic Party is a vessel now that we fight to change, but you know, that's only sustainable for so long before people say, Fuck, I'm tired of this too. Yeah. Like hard. it's not working, mm-hmm. you know. And so mm-hmm. the Dem party needs to really kinda like listen to the people. Locally we have Okay,
0: but you know that they won't. So what do we well, do? Well locally you have
1: people like Will here mm-hmm. as a party chair who was a burning guy. He came <laughs> out and endorsed it before <laughs> before a lot of people he was like, uh-huh. I'll be your first endorsement. Oh wow. And he's a local person of color from New York Mm. uh, who, you know, who saw the bigger picture and said, This is where we're heading as a party. We Mm -hmm. need to actually show that we're about values, not just about demographics and being like, Oh, look, we check off a box. Yeah. What are we doing for that box? That's correct. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing for that set of people? Like, all right, yeah, we can say we got a a person of color, but are you doing anything to help people color? Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, it's, it's there. I have a lot of hope that there is people that actually see the bigger picture and like, just navigating the dem party the fact that money is still king in all politics is it's a delicate fucking dance but Mm -hmm. there's people that are waking up and bernie was a really big part of my political education like i'm gonna have this shit for my kids to see in the future and be like no it wasn't bernie that we talked about read his speech yeah you know like i hope that people look at him and revere him as a working class hero Mm because that's what he was to me yeah that's right he was just somebody that really talked to the issues that we cared about which Mm -hmm. is just fucking human nature like yeah. take care of each other for that's fuck's right. sake that's let's right. not make people go broke because they got sick yeah that's right like your literal future is like you got sick in america damn that yeah, sucked you're right now you're fucking broke yeah that's right whereas in street. other countries it's like you got sick in, you got sick we took your liver out government's got you good yeah. luck go be go fucking make money now that's right. like you know go be no, part of the capitalist that, machine yeah that's right? right they at least are smart enough to figure out that it behooves them to actually have yeah, healthy right. fucking populations that's right but the insurance people they say, you know, like we are fine with it. when insurance is a commodity like that. Hey. Uh, when healthcare yeah. is a commodity, it it really loses its potency. Yeah, so.
0: that's right. Mm. But yeah. that's the but that are, that is our best. That is that is that is one of the best uh, tools we have in terms of strategy is getting back to. Uh, speaking to people yeah. as equals and letting them be heard and dialoguing
1: in order to and actually calling out the actual fucking problem we're talking about uh, systemic correctly racism. identifying the our actual enemy our common enemies. enemy right yeah. like in this industry i would say you know I, to, I don't speak for my bosses or anything but the insurance companies again they have so much power when it comes Correct. to deciding what happens to people's health they crafted the fucking health yeah, laws. yeah that's right at, at what point do we not just look at that and say that that's a problem that's they're not serving our interests. correct you know pre-existing conditions was like oh look how brave it is for us to take that that's just fucking common sense <laughs> like, shit i got diabetes well then you don't deserve insurance what, what? the fuck well, what like yeah like you know you what i mean like you have yeah. a pre-existing condition prohibiting you from getting insurance is like but when people that Make the decision on a dollar. They talk about death panels whenever Obama got elected. You remember? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Those death so panels broken, exist, and they're a part of the insurance company. Yeah, companies. that's actually you how you can't they afford work. this. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah,
0: yeah right. Yeah. To life. But now we have Go- GoFundMe, which is like supplemental
1: insurance. The game changer. So you know the hive mind. Yeah, no, fuck, it's terrible, it's and that's the terrible. shit part. Is like people die, and then like yeah. They had no savings. They had nothing to cover it that we have to resort to funding each other's shit. is that not sound like taxes to you? That's a, Hello? <laughs> Some shit that we should be doing is taking care of each other yeah. when we have resources pooled together. That's mm. right. That's a- so, you know, that's the shit. Right. It's, it's, it's those things that we really need to identify the actual problem and mm-hmm. say, like, this is what we're actually up against is yep. insurance companies. This is what we're actually up against. A system that doesn't give a fuck about your health. That right. actually cares about what you mean to their bottom line. That's right. Those are the things that we need to actually connect on. So,
0: are you excited about getting, uh, potentially, uh, getting some revenge for, um, Medicare for all with the cow
1: care push? It's going to be a fucking battle. And I know going that, but to be it, a dog fight. It, it, it's trending that fucking way, though. And this is what I really like is that Bernie's pushing the needle. He pushed it. Yeah. So, where it's like, this just makes fucking sense. That's because it. again, we're talking to a core issue that Republican, Democrat, people went broke Hello? this fucking pandemic. Hello. And so, it's just, yeah, it, politics there is hope for it but i think we really need to get back to talking about the issues and that's the most fucking cliche answer yeah this system fucked us over we're trying to get these vaccines out to people and we had zero infrastructure to do so because right. nobody ever invested in these communities that's right and so to like finally you know we catch the shit for not doing enough and all that and that's all justified that comes with the territory but fuck it feels good to be fighting yeah, like yeah for yeah. once it feels good to be fucking saying we'll take those girls in we'll that's take right. those unaccompanied minors and we'll protect them yeah that's right whereas it was more everybody passing the buck and like yo not me Yeah, yeah right. that Not it, yeah. my yeah. boss said no fuck that we right. need to be there that's so. right we're going to be a part of the solution literally yeah. that's right. you know and that's, that's why right. it's like all those cliches are rooted in something but like you know at its core we want to be part of the solution not the fucking problem which is perpetuating the system yeah that's right that doesn't actually help people that's right
0: mm. what um what what is what's next for you after this do you think
1: you know oftentimes we're being a political staffer it's like when are you gonna run mm-hmm. and i said, motherfucker i cannot run fast enough the other way <laughs> yeah. i will uh, never uh, run for office and sure, not unless sure. ever i'm older and my community actually calls upon me mm-hmm. is the only circumstance i've never had the ambition to do that hmm. but again now with this whole like you know having that crisis confidence coming through with therapy and seeing my value hmm. i really do feel like the reason i'm here is because i've been able to connect at an authentic level with uh-huh. people I just need to continue doing that. Mm -hmm. My, my relationships have proven already, you know, beneficial to my community, Mm -hmm. which is my black friends, my Latino friends, my API friends, and all those white friends that we didn't have because they didn't live down there, Mm -hmm. you know, but like all the people that like we actually care about and fight for, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm proud to be able to actually show up for that Mm -hmm. day, day by day. And, you know, it's, for me I'm definitely a behind the scenes person. I really enjoy seeing people get uplifted. Mm. I enjoy giving the microphone to an organizer versus myself, mm-hmm. you know. At the Bernie rally I spoke but that's because they're like we need a latino. I'm like, well, I am he. Uh, you know, I'm for the Yeah, but you know, so I could not shock couple boxes you know uh we had that dual representation so you know it, it, it I, I feel like i just got to keep showing up i think sure. right now it's an important time for people to show up for themselves you mm. know that you know people are counting on us and that's never lost on me uh-huh. but if Is I'm that not, what keeps
0: you going that people are counting on
1: you oh yeah i mean uh-huh. that's latino the catholic guilt you know uh, that we were raised on the mm. latino part that whole nine mm-hmm. uh it's it it, it really is what kind of gets me up in the day is knowing that people count on us. Like we worked, hmm. you know, we've been working days in a row now. But knowing that there were some girls that needed to check that that facility was safe. We yeah. did the the tour today and we wanted to make sure that we're setting people up to be safe. Yeah. Like I told my bosses, I literally texted today and I was like, yesterday was a really fucking rough day. I fell off meds because I didn't have insurance. You know? Ah. Uh, my antidepressants helped me get out of this sure, funk. Sure, sure. And because I didn't have insurance. Well, you don't
0: insurance. have insurance. What, using, with the. Working not with not, yet. not oh, yet. It oh, did not gotcha, kick in because
1: gotcha. I'm so new there. Yeah. yeah, yeah and so, you. you know, I had to go to Mexico to buy my meds. Yeah. My aunt, yeah. My, aunt and my cousin were on a week search and I was like fucking freaking out about how my mental state was going to be. Sure. 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 But I just resigned myself to like, well, it's going to be rough and I got to sit down because people are counting on us. Wow. And that's like, you know, the, the fucked up part of that is like, we're not prioritizing ourselves because we're all in survival mode right, right now. That's right. So I think if any advice I want to impart to anybody is like, take care of your fucking self right now. Yeah. Not because it's a selfish thing to do, but, but you need to be healthy before right. you can help other people. That's I right. was given from an empty cup. That's right. Yeah, you know, empty that leaves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like we all gotta realize that we all have a value to bring, and that value is rooted in us being happy and healthy first and, and foremost. Yeah. And then we can help others. And it's it's not to say don't show up for other people if you're not feeling great. It's a challenge. Yeah. It's fucking hard to do. But when you start valuing yourself, it just really becomes a lot easier to show up for somebody else because you know you know what you can do for them but you also know what they need.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: And it's a beautiful fucking feeling. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. feeling to be in the service of other people. Again, I keep coming back to that when I started in labor mm-hmm. and then when I worked in public government and now I'm coming back to that. Mm-hmm. It feels really good to be part of something bigger than myself, mm-hmm. but it feels really nice to be moving through that and saying like holy shit, now my lived experience through these last couple years contributes to the right decision hopefully Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna get it right the whole time when i give advice i'm here i'm gonna miss somebody and i'm gonna fuck up sure but it's also acknowledging that and coming back stronger the next time and Mm. being wiser from that learning Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so it's just this like evolution that i think we're all going through that some of us have like really hit this aha during Mm -hmm. the pandemic Mm -hmm. and some of us still aren't there you know and that's fucking okay Mm -hmm. that's all okay yeah Uh, so it's just a matter of like you know showing up day to day and that's all i can commit to doing yeah that's it that's all we can do that's it for the time being
0: Okay. such a simple yet practical outlook (sighs) ah very doable and, thank goodness, we have politicos and municipalities like San Diego willing to fling open the doors of the community to unaccompanied minors who have been subject to God knows what in those hellish ICE detention centers. Ugh. Alright, uh, quick announcement, we've been out on the road for about a month now, interviewing people all over the place and i want you to get excited for all the heat we are about to bring you all summer long so please subscribe and share and help us grow our little corner of the podcast universe (laughs) okay see you next week